welcome everyone. Thank you, Father God, that we are better together. We're brighter, we're stronger, we're better together. And we thank you that this is your church and that we're here to give you glory today. I pray that everything will go smoothly. It's been a bit stressful this morning, but we thank you that you're in control, you're in charge, and we just put the service in your hands. Amen. I'm just going to start by reading from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. So thank you, Lord, that we have everything that we need, that you give us rest. And I pray that you'll give us rest and strength today from being together this morning. Amen. Lila's going to come and do the Bible reading and while she's coming up I'll just pray for her so Father thank you for Lila and thank you for your word and I pray that you will open our hearts and minds for all that you have to say to us today through your words Amen I am the good shepherd the good, shep the good shepherd lives his life with the sheep the worker who has paid who is paid to keep the sheep and is different from the shepherd who owns them. So when the worker <coughs> sees a wolf coming, he runs away and leaves the shepherd alone. Then the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. The man runs away because he is only a paid worker. He does not really care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my father knows me, just as the father knows me and I know the father. I give my life for the sheep. I have the other sheep that are not in this flock here. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. The Father loves me because I give me because I give my life. I give my life so that I can take it back. No, no one knows. No one can take it away from me. I give my own life freely. I have the right to give my life, and I have the right to take it back. This is what my Father commanded me to do. Thank you. Okay, so that passage was from John 10, and it's titled The Good Shepherd and His Sheep. In the original text, there wouldn't have necessarily been, um, it wouldn't have been broken up like we have in our Bibles. If you've got your Bible in front of you, um, chapter 10 says The Good Shepherd and His Sheep, and before that there's another subheading of Spiritual Blindness, but we might not have had the different separations in the original text. So when we look at it as a whole, Jesus has just healed a blind man. And um, he's talking about spiritual blindness. So the, m the blind man was blind physically and also spiritually in in chapter 9, verse 38, he says, Yes, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped Jesus. He believed that Jesus was the Son of God, had the power to heal him that he was because he was God, 
and he recognized him and worshipped him because of it. So he could then see physically and spiritually. And he was happy because of that. But the Pharisees were not happy because Jesus had healed this man on the Sabbath. Um, He wasn't abiding by their rules, but he'd reached out to this man in love. And Jesus was saying, love is more important than those rules. So they were refusing to believe that Jesus was who he said he was. So he was pointing out that they were actually spiritually blind because they were refusing to believe. So who do we say Jesus is, I wonder? Do we recognize him as God or are we refusing to follow? I think it's time for a game. I need some volunteers, please. (laughs) I can all see you (laughs) rising. Right, well, we've got lots of children who want to be our volunteers. So if you've got your hands up, you can come and be a volunteer. But you also need to pick an adult to volunteer as well. (laughs) Our little sheep pen is over there. So if we can go over to the the sheep pen, please. We have lots of little sheep here. Okay. This is the gate to go in, so if the, sh- the sheep could make an orderly line, please. And you two are going to be the shepherds. <laughs> Can you be sheep, please? <laughs> go on, bit boss, boss, the, boss the younger sheep around, you've got to get in. So you need to make an orderly line, the sheep. No, make a line over here. Come on, shepherds. Ring your bells, <laughs> order them around. They're not, they're not playing. <laughs> so you need to be in the pen and you need to, this is your little space and that's your little space. You've got to see how many sheep can go into your pens. <laughs> right, ready, steady, go. <laughs> you have to follow the bell. Oh, you're breaking the bell. <laughs> who's going to get the most sheep into their pen (laughs) no no you've got to stay there once you've gone you've got to stay there Right, okay, let's count them up then. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Did we have a bit of cheating going on though? Yeah, something the other way. Okay. We had lots of noisy bells there, didn't we? Now, in 1 Corinthians, it talks about um, noisy bells, doesn't it? Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13. And it says, if I don't have love, I'm just a loud gong or cymbal. Or in this case, noisy bell. If we don't talk in love, we're just a noise. 
And the good shepherd, Jesus called himself the good shepherd. So we're going to have Claire as the good shepherd. And she, the good shepherd uses their voice and the sheep know them and they know the sheep. Okay, and this time Phil's going to be the robber or the hired help. And he's going to try and call them with the noisy bell, but they're not going to listen to the noisy bell. Let's see what it says in verses 4 and 5. It says that the good shepherd gathers his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they recognize his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run away from the stranger because they don't recognize that noise, that they don't recognize him. So this time, sheep, you've got to follow the good shepherd, Claire, okay? And Phil's going to try and steal you away with his noisy bell, but you're going to run away and you're going to run to the voice that you know, okay? So let's start again. Get back into your starting positions. After three, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> She's using what they know. <laughs> Got a naughty sheep there. <laughs> right, let's give them a clap. Well done. Well done. Come and sit back down. So, what happens when the stranger calls the sheep? They ran away because they didn't recognize the voice. What's different when the shepherd calls the sheep? He knows them. He knows what they like. Claire, you were using, you know all those sheep individually. You know their likes. I could hear that you were saying, was it Fred, uh, what was it? Freddie Mac. George loves Queen. Mario, the boys love Mario. They, she was using what they love to coax them. She knew them very well. Cakes, sweets, Taylor Swift. So the shepherd knew them. And the sheep trusted that the shepherd had good things for them, so followed them. Why is it good that the sheep flee from the stranger and follow the shepherd? The stranger hasn't got anything good for them. The shepherd will protect them, won't they? And how can we make sure that we recognize Jesus' voice? anyone else's what sorts of things can we do to recognize his voice so it says in that passage that we just read and a little bit beforehand the word known is there so the root word in verse 4 when it talks about um, the, the sheep know his voice it's talking about it the word means recognize, understand, they're fully convinced of, they possess information, 
they're acquainted with. But when we look down a little bit further at verse 14 and 15, where it says that Jesus is saying, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. They know me. It's a different word in the original writing. And this word, it still means know, but it's a much more intimate knowing it's like the sort of knowing that family members have of each other. It's, it's a learning of. You study somebody and you study, you study them completely. And you, it's a knowing of someone, knowing how they think. So it's a much deeper knowing. And the shepherd owns the sheep. They're his sheep. They're his family. So... He owns them, he loves them, he values them. They're really precious to him rather than just a hired... Um and I was thinking it's a bit like if you were to come here in the week and see a great big crowd of children, maybe in the playground or an assembly, you just see lots of different classes together. We wouldn't know which children are in which class, which teacher they link with. But the teachers know their class, the children know their teacher. And if they were all out playing on the playground and the bell was to ring to say it's end of, of the play, the teachers know exactly who are in each class and they can line them all up in their classes, or if they're all jumbled up, they can pick out the children who are in their class. We wouldn't have a clue at looking at them, would we? But they do. They know their children. They know them by name. They know how to m help them to learn. And um, it's the same with shepherds. The shepherds used to work together. They'd bring all of their sheep together. They had their own little flock, but they'd bring them all together for company and for protection. But when it was the end of the day, they were taking their little flock. They could tell each sheep. Um, they could distinguish between them all. They knew them by name. They knew their different characters and their different um, appearances. They could pick them all out. That's amazing, isn't it? I don't know that I could do that to a flock of sheep. And I was thinking, do we spend time to get to know each other as, a, as God's flock? Do we know each other? Do we spend time to get to know one another, what we like, what we dislike, that sort of thing? It's a bit like the difference between knowing of someone and knowing somebody intimately. Like a family, they know each other, don't they? Nobody gets left behind. You know each other intimately. You know what works. A parent knows their child far deep, deeper than a, a teacher would. And Father God knows us intimately. It says in the Bible, he knows how many hairs are on our heads. I know my children, but I don't know how many hairs they've got on their heads. <laughs> but God does. <laughs> He's amazing, isn't he? Lila just read, um, I am the good shepherd. It's Jesus talking here. I am refers back 
to Moses and when God revealed himself in, from the burning bush. And he, Moses asked him, who are you? And the answer that God gave him was, I am who I am. That's God's name, I am. And uh, so the, the people would have known this. They would have known those scriptures. So when Jesus is saying, I am, who's he saying that he is? <laughs> he's saying that he is God. I am, he's saying. And then good, the, wo- the root word here means best. I am the best that you'll ever have. I am the best shepherd. We know what a shepherd is, don't we? What's a shepherd's job? To look after the sheep. They lead them, they guide them, they look after them, they protect them, they feed them, they help them when they're giving birth. And it it goes on to say um, he lays his life down for the sheep. That's just what Jesus did, wasn't it? He lay his life down. Life here means soul, heart, mind, in the being. He lays everything down for his sheep. It's that agape love, that, that sacrificial help, that sacrificial love. The hired help just runs away or forgets them when trouble comes and um, they're just paid to do a job. But Jesus knows them. He loves them. He would never forget them. He lays his life down. And he's not, say, he's not saying that, that ministers are the you know like they're the paid help aren't they he's not saying that they're that they're fake or false in any way but the pharisees were because they weren't believing jesus but um he's saying that the shepherd is the best the good shepherd is the best jesus is the best he's um he is god Hu- um human ministers are that aren't they they're human we try our best but no one's perfect no one can replace God Jesus is saying that he is God we should be looking to him for our strength and care he's the one that we can rely on humans give us love and protection but we're not God we need to be looking to Jesus first so rather than running to the leaders at every tiny little problem we need to be taking them to Jesus first because he is the good shepherd. And we just people, we do our best. And, um, but we're, we're just human. So Jesus was claiming that the Pharisees and the leaders of the laws were like the thieves, the robbers, because that they were actually teaching false things. He was saying that he's come, he is a God of love, And he's come to love people. So when they were saying that Jesus was in the wrong for healing on the Sabbath, they were were the ones in the wrong because they were all about rules. They didn't have that love in their heart. They weren't acknowledging Jesus as as the Son of God either. Now in those days, the shepherds were considered unclean. They were despised lower class workers. And the Pharisees would not have liked being identified with the shepherds. This would have angered them that that Jesus was calling them that. But Jesus, even though he was God, 
he humbled himself, didn't he, to become like us, to become human and to be our shepherd. So it's amazing that Jesus humbles himself for us. And also the shepherds were the first ones that came to Jesus to worship him as a baby, didn't they? They were the chosen ones that God chose. So God's opening up the kingdom of heaven to everybody. He's saying everybody's welcome. He goes on to say that there will be many sheep and that there will be one flock. So um, everybody's welcome. This, this man is welcomed into the flock. The Pharisees didn't like that. So are we willing to be like Jesus, to humble ourselves, to lower ourselves, to care for people, to put people first and love them? Now, if you, who's got a pet here? <laughs> Some of you have got pets. Do you want to just talk for two seconds about your pets to the person next to you? What do you have to do to look after your pets? Are your pets independent of you? Or do they depend on you? What do you have to do to look after them? <laughs> right, come back. Can you share? Who's brave enough to share? <laughs> what do you have to do to look after your pet, George? Um, our dog called Crumble. Um, we have to give her food and clean water, take her on walks, give her paw cream and paw tablets to stop her chewing her paw, play with her. Um, so there's lots that you have to do to look after them. Bella? <coughs> We've got a cat called Maxie and we have to feed him, give him clean water, wake him and let him out the house. Um, yeah, there's lots to look after, isn't there? So your pets, if you went away on holiday and just left them, would they be able to survive without you? No, they are completely dependent on you, aren't they? So in this, so and like the sheep, they were completely dependent on the shepherds. Um, we're in this world, we're brought up to become independent, aren't we? Your parents bring you up to be independent of anyone else, to go out, get a job, earn your own money, to buy your own house or provide your own shelter and food and to look after yourself. That's what the world teaches us, doesn't it? To be independent of anybody else. But Jesus is flipping that on its head and is teaching us a different way. We're not meant to be strong. We're meant to be dependent completely on him. He is supposed to be, we're meant to be like the sheep or like our pets, completely dependent on him, looking to him for provision. So will we be completely dependent on him? Will we keep looking to him for our strength, for our provision? Or will we just try and be strong for ourselves and try and do everything in our own strength? Will we let Jesus own us, be our owner? That's quite a challenge, isn't it? Especially if we don't know that God is really good if we've been mistreated or ba suffered badly from people before. But God is the best. He is the good shepherd. He is God. He knows everything about us. 
and he wants the best for us. He knows how to look after us, how to provide for us and care for us. It says, can we have Psalm 23, we read that this morning, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leaves me beside quiet waters. He refreshes our souls. He guides us along the right paths for his name's sake. And it doesn't matter what dark valley we walk through, we've no need to fear because he is with us and his rod and his staff, they comfort us. He prepares a table for us in front of our enemies and he anoints our head with oil, our cup overflows. His goodness and his love follow, follows us and leads us all the days of our lives so we can dwell with him forever. Isn't that wonderful? Luke 15 talks about the lost sheep, doesn't it? Jesus told us the parable of the lost sheep. So if, if one sheep was to wander off, the good shepherd leaves the 99 and goes off to look for that lost sheep until he finds it. When he finds it, he's so joyful that he throws a party he says to all of his friends and neighbours, come and rejoice with me, I've found my lost sheep. And there's rejoicing in heaven over one person who, who finds Jesus, who repents of their old ways, looks to him and then follows him. And that's the gospel, isn't it? That we recognise who Jesus is. We recognise that we, we are like <laughs> stupid sheep who lose their way, who make mistakes. And when we say sorry and recognise who he is, then we follow him and we listen to his voice. So we need to know that he is our safe place, that he's good, he's faithful, he loves us perfectly because he knows us so well and loves us so much. And then when we know and understand this, we're ready to hear and recognise his voice. When we know him, we know that what we're if what we're hearing sounds like him or not. It all matches in the Bible, doesn't it? All of these three different passages, the lost sheep, Psalm 23 and John 10, they all match together to say that Jesus is our good shepherd, don't they? And when we hear God's voice, it all aligns, doesn't it? It aligns with what other people are saying that follow Jesus, it aligns with what the Bible tells us. It all marries up together to show us clearly. So we're not to just listen to those noisy bells that people talk, who talk without love. We, we listen to the good shepherd who leads us. So don't forget that love can also be hard sometimes. It's not always what we want to hear, isn't it? Our parents love us when they discipline us. It's not always easy, but tough love is for the best, for our best. Lord, help us to keep our eyes firmly fixed on you. Help us to keep following you, hearing your voice, following your ways making good choices. Help us to have love in our hearts. Amen.
So let's just finish. Shall we say um, the grace together? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.